All right. How are you getting on? Hi, how are you? Hi. How are you? Sorry, no, you don't know me, but... You're going to think this is crazy, but... Do you believe in fate? I'm sorry to bother you, but I couldn't sit by and do nothing. I was sitting over there in the bar on my own, and I saw you were drinking a pint of my favorite drink. And I thought, if I don't go over there and tell that girl that I drink Rock Shore as well, I'm going to be kicking myself. I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm basically here to put forward my candidacy for dead ass. That's all chatting up is, isn't it? Just letting someone else know, hi, I'm horny. I want a piece. And if you accept, then we can get down. Do you know what I mean? That's all. That's all. That's all it is. That's all that fucking shit is, is flirting. Right? And if you like them, then it's charming. And if you don't, then they're a fucking creep. I've talked about this before on podcasts, right? Ryan Gosling. If, if... If and I'm not having a go at him, right? But if the the notebook was recast with Steve Bashimi, I'm not having a go. Right? And he was all like, Ah, if, if you don't go out with me, I'm gonna fucking drop to my fucking death. You'd be like, This is this is fucking creepy. Even Robin Williams. No, he's always great. But if he was one hour photo Robin Williams, you know. Okay, okay, quick. Favorite Rob Williams. In or B. Who's your favorite Rob Williams? In or B? Rob in or Rob E? Williams. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Me too. I love Mrs. Doubtfire. I've talked about this before, right? I wasn't allowed. Well, I was allowed. I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. My parents got divorced. My mom said, look, Tony, there isn't a lot of media about divorce. So there's this film that's come out about divorce. And I think we should watch it. It might paint a better picture about what's happening between me and your father. So we sat down and watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Right? And obviously we were all crying at the sad parts. Kind of laughing at the... I just was so... What the fuck, ma'am? So I'm going to be now looking at every old woman walking by then... Dad? Dad? But I, I got what she was doing. But I still I can't watch Mrs. Doubtfire now, which reminds me. It's too... It's too... It's too, too. Speaking of too, too, this is episode two, two, twenty-two. I don't know about you. I'm listening to episode 22. <sighs> Clanger or zinger? Don't you... And there's another thing, right? Look, people were enjoying the 420 episode last... Uh, some people did. Uh, enjoyed the 420 episode from bloody Rasta Four Eyes. Tony Cantwell here. Um, some people enjoyed it. Some people didn't. Right? But I had some person. And hey, I'm not going to name your name. You are a supporter of the Patreon. I do appreciate it. Called the episode a clanger. Now look. Now listen. I welcome. Well, I don't welcome criticism. You can show it up your fucking hole. But I accept criticism. But what I will never accept 
is my word I use for other people telling shit jokes to be ever used against me. If if I there's some fucking situation now where I do a live gig and a joke doesn't land and someone says clanger, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just fucking be like a can underwater, just under high pressure. I'm not. Don't you fucking use my terminology against me. But thank you for your very kind support of my dream job. I do appreciate it. But don't you ever fucking use my clanger or zinger, right? I get to use that for other people. No one ever gets to use it for me. That's the the rule. Um. But how he, how he's getting on, right? He's doing all right. I'm 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 a bit of a I'm I'm a bit of lula. I'm a bit of lula. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. But I have some very exciting updates, right? Coming up in the show, I watched a god awful shit terrible um, reality TV show called Too Hot to Handle, and you're going to be getting my full breakdown. Of that uh, coming up in the podcast. Also, a very exciting update on Pig Watch. That's going to be coming up as well. We got a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah, look, we got loads. We got loads coming up. If we feel the need, we might do a little bit of a cheeky freestyle. I don't know. I don't know. We might kind of change it up. We might change it up. I don't know. But we're having a bit of fun, all right? Having a bit of fun on this, the tutu. 22nd episode of the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. I keep going to the shop. I just keep... Hi, Tony Campbell here. I keep going to the shop and just thinking, this, if I just get this duck breast, that'll, that's what'll make me feel better. I just need duck breast for some reason. I just need these Oreos and then that's, that's me. I'll be fine emotionally now. We're just, shop boy. Hello, shop boy. Going into the shop. Shop boy. How can I spend 70 euro here? Um, I just need to spend 70 euro and then I'll be fine, I think. <sighs> I keep I keep anxiety buying. I keep anxiety buying. Although, hey, I'll be reframe. Rap, 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 rap. The reframe goose is here to reframe a situation because I've been you know, I've been doing the pig watch. Uh, here's an update on Pig Watch. You know, I've been talking about getting this mega box for ages. You know, I've been talking about getting an Olympus Mons, a Chinese that will just put me into this stodgy coma. I've been talking about that. Just give it to me. I want to feel pain. I want to play fucking Hurt, the Johnny Cash cover, and eat an Olympus Mons on the jacks, right? Well, on Friday... And keep in mind, this was after or the Friday that I recorded the uh, the 420 episode. 420, bro. Rastafari's episode, right? Keep in mind, I was pretty hungry. And then Terry's like, right, come on. Are you, are you going to order your, your mega box? I told her in advance. I said, I'm not doing this privately. I'm like, Terry, you just got to know. I'm ordering a big, massive mega box. And then when she said it to me, I said, do you know what? No. I don't need it. I know what it's going to do to me. I don't need it. So how about instead we look after ourselves 
and we just order a fuckload of Camille instead. Because that's the thing. If you just pay €25 more, uh, then it's not bad for you. Um, If you just get a a, a smaller portion of rice uh, and... Yeah, no, I didn't get it. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'll tell you you a real reason I didn't get it. Because I felt like it would hurt the work that I'd done the previous day when I ran a 5K for, for the first time. For the first time ever. Look, I know a lot of people don't like this peer pressure stuff. They don't like they don't like seeing a kind of hey tag five mates, run five K, donate, you know, it's all fairly wholesome. It's the same thing. Like I looked at it and I thought, you know what, that just gets me fucking down. Then that, that makes me want to pretend forget my PE gear and just act like I'm above all of this, you know? Act like it's just no, that's just not for me. That's for other people, that's just not for me. It got me down. It reminded me what it's like. I remember one time I forgot my PE gear. Um, and we used to, used to do it all the time. And we were in transition year, right? And this uh, Croatian guy, like Mirko Krokop kind of vibe, right? They brought in people, different people to teach PE. And this guy was teaching fucking kickboxing. And I used to forget my PE gear all the time. And then whatever, the PE teacher would just be like, whatever, right? Just write 20 lines or whatever, do a lap or, or whatever, just sit in the corner. I was just like, anyone who doesn't want to do PE, you're not going to force me to do PE. But this guy... He was, was like, we came in, I forgot my PE gear. And I was like, and like, I just thought I was going to use the same excuse for anyone, right? And I was like, oh, sorry, man, this big Croatian kickboxer guy, right? I was like, sorry, man, I forgot my PE, my gear. You forgot what, you fucking idiot? And I was like, oh, you can't talk to me like that. Well, you fucking idiot? You forgot to be, you got to gear? You fucking idiot? <laughs> you can't, you forgot, you fucking idiot. I was like, what? And then everyone was kickboxing. And then he was like, right, sit over there. And then he's like, hey, guys, look at this silly fucking girl who forgot his fucking PE gear. And he was super harsh. But I was like, daddy, I love this. I'm into it. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, this all 5K thing, run 5K, I was like, it got me down. Because it made me think, right, there are now, because I think about this a lot, right? Me and McGahern, we interviewed like a, an ultra marathon runner, right? Um, she does like... You know, she runs like 100 kilometer races, you know. It's insane stuff, right? Um, and just the fact that people can do it. We were asking her these questions. I was like, do you do you look at me like I'm just an ant for you to step on, you know? And she was like, look, no, I was in the exact same situation. I'd never run a marathon. I did couch to 5K, 5 to 10K, 10K to half marathon, half marathon to marathon to ultra marathon and stuff like that. She just got into it and built it up gradually. But the fact... Like, I get a stitch walking to the fridge, right? So the fact that I get a stitch for doing very little and I can't, and, and I can't breathe very well uh, in these situations, it's never that the legs give up. It's just like the breath, right? And I'm like, oh, it's just not for me. And then there's people who can run ultra marathons. It's like, we, you know, we forget that we're all, we're all mammals here, right? We're all mammals. And especially situations like this, like in a crisis mode, right? You are going to... Like, anyone who can run an ultramarathon compared to me, or at least what I thought I could do, right? Compared to compared to a person who feels that they can only run 3K max, right? If you run an ultramarathon, that means what? You can run... What is it? What is it? You're fucking... 30, 30 times. 33 times. Thereabouts. 
you you can run you are 33 times fitter than someone who can run if you run 100k you're 33 times fitter times fitter than someone who can only run 3k right what we're talking about yeah so i was seeing all these kind of things people tagging their mates 5k do 5k and i thought right here we are another example of the fact but i'm a bit older now you know i'm a bit older now that i don't i don't convince myself i accept the things that i can't do and i kind of respect people who can do them but i don't think i no longer have that kind of crutch that says well that's just shy if you do an ultra marathon then there must be a karmic imbalance where you're just shy crack and look i'd rather have i'd rather be great crack so yeah, well, I bet you missed out on all the lols while you were training. You know, I wouldn't give it up, man. Wouldn't give it. Wouldn't give up this sesh. You know, and this look. I don't mean this. I mean to be this to be preachy. I ran five k, right? That's all I fucking did. But when I was seeing these things and people being tagged, I was just like, "That's what, there's two. You know, they're on that side of the fence. I'm on this side." So I thought, right. I wonder what I am like. I wonder. I wonder where I am on the wrong. I know I'm at the bottom of the wrong. But I want to know exactly, is that one, am I, all, am I at least one foot off the ground of the rung of the ladder of fitness, right? So I thought, I'm just going to run for as long as my phone says that's been 5K. I walk 5K, you know, I've been walking loops of this 2K diameter uh, perimeter that, 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 that we have, you know. I've done hikes, I can walk. But just every time that I've tried to run a 3K or i tried to run 5K or anything like that before, uh, I've gassed out. I've gassed out with two. I've a very, I've told you this before. I have a very eloquent uh, quitting voice. A quitting voice that says, you know, let me tell you exactly. Like, you're actually doing yourself bodily harm here, Tony. You're, uh, you know, or whatever it might say. So I just thought I am just going to run for as long as 5k is and another thing i thought is i'm gonna i'm not gonna focus on speed in fact i'm gonna focus on being as slow as i possibly can it's the same thing i was saying previously it's the advice that i was giving other people that i don't didn't apply to myself which was now look this is only 5k but whatever don't mind that gary momoa this momoa wants to hear you speak right um but it's the same voice it's the same advice that I was giving other people when they were asking about like stand up and making videos and stuff like that, which is just make something, make something bad, make something bad first and then improve upon it. You know, anyway, it's a long winded way of me uh, saying I ran, I ran it. And, and as it turned out, I did it in about half an hour. So two things, two things. What am I talking about? So look, I did it. I ran. I ran it about half an hour and I was very proud of myself. I was two kilometers more than I'd ever done, and I probably could have done a little bit longer. But I was like, you know, if I can fucking quit now, I'll fucking quit now. Um, and I've done done it three times since then, and improving my time. So I'm not like I'm not, you know. I just thought. So two things, two things I think were the were the were the game changer. One was I picked a route, aka made a plan of where I was going to go. And two, I decided I'll go as slow as possible, but I'll get it done. So, you know, if you, you know, you want to give it a go, give it a go. Why not? Hey. Uh, I didn't think I could. Um, 
and just kind of saying, I'll do it slow. It's like what they always fucking tell you, but uh, whatever, you need the... Not funny, but um, interesting, maybe? Um, And look, I totally get people don't want to be, you know, tagged or, uh, you know, I totally get now, especially where we're living, the new normal, um, that having any kind of obligation, especially if it's some sort of fitness obligation, I mean, we're losing more and more. That's going to be the most difficult thing to come back to is obligations, responsibilities, places you have to be on time. You know, because we're totally sistrack too out of the habit of it. Um, but you know, I find I just find it funny people being like, "Guys, can we please stop with the whole five k thing? Guys, can we please stop with the ice challenge? Look, I know you cured ALS, but just give it over. You just stop. Sorry, guys, you're like, what do people? Guys, can we please stop it with all this? Like, what, what, what? perfectly curated social media feed are they messing up well they're messing up your uh tasty buzzfeed fucking overhead mac and cheese croquette recipe videos is that what's guys could you please stop you're totally messing up the algorithms here i have a perfectly gorgeous it's fucking social media do you know what i mean it's everyone showing off or everyone trying to show that they identify with stuff it's just what it is you know so I don't begrudge people for it. But um But anyway, that's the latest on Pig Watch. Around a fucking 5k and I didn't get a mega box. I would say that that's one in Momoa's corner and one away from Gary. I don't even know what's Gary want. Gary Gary will shit on me for eating the box, but wants me to get the box. So I don't even know what he wants. Um But look, I tell you what, right? I'm gonna start talking I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about this fucking god-awful show called Too Hot to Handle, right? I know you think, Tony, why aren't you watching stuff like, you know, normal people or whatever like that? Why aren't you watching... Maybe I'll watch that, but... Why aren't you watching shows that are actually good? Because because I want to slag people, and I don't want to feel bad about it. And reality TV, you're ripe for the plucking, bruv. If you're on reality TV, you're ripe for the plucking. Even though I would probably win Big Brother if I ever entered Big Brother, I'd probably win. Uh, I won't ever, you know. I can't. I can't be at risk of that. Screw- well, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that when we talk about when we talk about this god awful uh, show. So where is it? Um. So right, I watched this show too hot to handle. You know I love. You know I love a good shitty, shitty show. I've never watched Love Island. Too many suicides. Not interested. No suicides, please, in my reality TVs. That's my rule. So I um so I watched Love is Blind, um, you know, a lot of crazy people in that. And then saw on the old What's mates WhatsApp group. People were talking about this show. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They called the Ghostbusters and the in control. Had a throwing party for a bunch of children while all the while slime was under the building. So they grabbed up the packs, and the backs, and the split. Put the proton packs in the backs and then split. Found out about Vigo, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys. That's not real. Oh, we, oh, oh, we, and, and you know it. All on our own. Best song tie in to a movie ever. Well, I guess we're gonna have to take it all on, on our own. Ghostbusters 2, Bobby Brown. Anyway, 
Too Hot to Handle, Too Cold to Hold. So the show is called Too Hot to Handle, right? And the premise of Love of Love is Blind was um, you got couples. I don't fucking talk about that the way this premise, right? So this show is basically kind of like Love Island, right? There's a bunch of hot, young, commitment-phobe hotties, right? From all over the world coming to this uh, villa or whatever it is uh, in, the middle of, in the middle of Mexico, right? Uh, and the whole premise is they've, they've been told they're going to come here and go on various workshops um, to better themselves. And, you know, they've also a lot of people who have come together who are kind of commitment phobes have never really been able to settle down. So from from their perspective, they're thinking, sorry, I'm a young, hot DTF coming to this place. And there's other going to be hot, other hot DTFers, DT fuckers coming, dirty fuckers coming here um, for the ride as well. Right. So they're like, I'm going to get me whole. Um, and I might learn something about myself as, as as well. As it turns out, it's a bit of a twist, right? And the twist is that they're actually, yes, they are here for a month. And they're actually on a game show. And they can win. Now, this is the thing as well. Like, There's like 12 of them, right? And they can win $100,000 um, split amongst however many of them uh, if they abstain from sex including fap so they're basically they're basically all going no fap they're going no fap for a month right and if they fap or if they kiss or they do any kind of physical contact there is kind of weighted uh they'll be docked they're gonna be docked a lot of cash right um so i have a lot of notes here because i watch you know i took notes for the whole series i watched the whole series of this and i'll just tell you this right if you're thinking, oh, God, I'm, I better pause this and watch it just so I get... Don't watch it. Do not watch it. And I'll tell you why. For the ending alone, right? What a waste of my precious quarantine time. How dare you, sir? Right? But I'll tell you a little bit about... I'll tell you a bit about the characters, right? Um, do I have them all here? Um. Okay, so... First off, first one that comes out is Chloe. Chloe's from Essex, right? She's she's a young one, very skinny. I thought too skinny, dangerously skinny, you know. Um, not having a go. I'm not having a go. Um, and she says, "I'm not the brightest spark in the book." So, if a book was on fire, I'm assuming she's not the brightest spark. Um, and then she also, this is well, right? She comes out wearing barely anything, right? And she doesn't want to turn around because she says she got a pancake bum. She doesn't want to show off her pancake bum. Imagine that. Imagine coming on a show like this, knowing you're going to be barely, you know, wearing fuck all and not even liking your own arse. Do you know what I mean? It's an arse. It's just an arse. Uh, next up, we have Sharon from New Jersey. He's a little guy. He's a cute little guy. A uh, little Kevin Hart vibes off him. He studies women and gender studies. He's a nice guy. Seems respectful. Favorite thing about himself is his penis. He says it's the same size as an air freshener. Hope it's not bloody car air freshener, mate. Bloody uh, pine cock. You bloody. Um, next up, um, Haley. 
She's a sorority girl, right? She has a tattoo on her back. She doesn't know what language it is. Um, she says she mostly likes guys, but she fancies girls who look like her. Kind of like my sexuality. Um, yeah, anyway. The girls immediately start comparing breast size. Next, you have an Aussie lad, Harry. Now, this guy. Uh, this guy, right. On first impression, I was saying to Terry, seems like a funny guy. I, I find Australians funny. I like... I like how Australians talk. I think it's funny, right? This is a big, tall lad. You know, I, I'm kind of anticipating him calling a load of the girls, you can't, and everyone having a big kind of laugh about how inappropriate that is. You know, I'm hoping that. He's like, mate, I just want the dirty talk, reel it in, give it here. And, he all, and also, the fact that he calls himself a cock, I'm like a cockatoo, mate. I'm like a fucking cockatoo. Um, David, now David shows up. So this is this is what, what throws me throws me off on this, right? Because first you're like, David shows up, right? David is quintessential British gentleman, right? He wants to make his man proud, right? I'm like, oh, here we go, right? Uh, and he says, all I need to do is go into a bar and take my shirt off. And I'm like, I don't like this guy. And then what he does to try and get the girls, right? Because you got Haley, Chloe, comparing breast size, Kevin Hart in the middle, right? Or Sharon. Sharon! Ah, uh, Sharon. Uh, and then David rocks up, and David's like, have you got any sun cream on? Um, and they're like, oh, I think a bit. And then he's like, because I've got some. Kind of implying, I want to rub cream, creme on you. You can call this creme anglais, because I'm English, and I've got uh, whatever. Anyway, Francesca rocks up. Um, so then everyone cheers. As everyone's drinking drinks, and they kind of cheers. Essentially saying, eh, we're sexy, you know? Then Francesca shows up. Now, Francesca, she seems sound, right? She's from BC, British Columbia. Um, and she just seems seems like a nice, you know, nice girl, you know. Look, she's a looker, okay? She's a looker. And she grabs the attention of all of the guys. Especially Pancake Arse is like, whoa, who the fuck is this? I mean, this is this is going to be the whole thing, you know. But whatever, they're probably still thinking, right? This is a workshop. We'll see who hooks up with who, you know. Um, then Matthew shows up. Now, Matthew, I saw Alison Spittle tweet, right? And she said she didn't even say what show she was watching, and she just said, um, "I think the guy with the long hair hates women." Um, and you just know, you know who she's talking about, because Matthew. He says he's from Colorado, so you kind of assume, right, you can be a bit of a stoner, you know, maybe he doesn't take things too seriously. For someone this stupid, right, he takes everything very seriously. And he says he's a deep thinker. And everyone seems to think he's a deep thinker because he's got long hair. I never get that shit. People are always like, why well, you, you fucking clanger, Tony, right? Everyone keeps calling him Jesus, which is lazy. What about Jesus' face? And I tell you what, Jesus probably had a fucking afro, right? Well, I don't know if he did, but he wasn't white. Anyway, he says he's a lot to handle sexually, is Matthew, right? He's a lot to handle sexually. And monogamy, he questions it. He questions it. Rhonda shows up from Georgia. She seems nice. Um, she describes herself as a perfect 10. She's pretty. Um... Big boob, uh, big boobs, uh, <clears throat> and they're getting on well. Nicole from Cork rocks up. 
she says uh, she says she's a party girl Irish party girl um, a new Maura Higgins we thinks wait and see um, then you have Kells Kells is fucking mental bruv Kells Kells is huge Kells is jacked he says I'm the alpha male I'm a lion I've got a lion tattoo my favourite film is The Lion King I wish I could kick Scar's fucking head in what he'd done Mufasa, right? Um, yeah, he's something else. He says he's got a gravitational pull, and technically he probably has, we talked about this last week, he, big things have gravitational pulls, so he probably does. Can we notice it? No, but he probably didn't even realise how sm- how uh, true... <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Whatever. Kells is mental, right? They fill them up full of booze. Um... And this is the first thing I realized David seems quite nice, right? Because David's like, David is trying to, is immediately, you know, looking after, um, what's his name? Sharon. He says to Sharon, he says, Sharon, man, don't be getting down. Sharon is feeling a bit, hey, everyone, hey, you know, there's another American here and there's another black guy here and I'm just like the short guy, right? And then David's like, mate. You are not defined by your race and your height. And I'm like, oh, David guy. He came over with a kind of a move, rubbing sun cream on. I think he's a nice guy. Haley doesn't seem to want to like anyone. And then and then she also says she doesn't understand anyone who she doesn't understand what anyone who isn't American is saying. Um David and Rhonda. I'm just like, fuck each other, right? David and Rhonda. He goes down to the beach, starts rubbing cream on her arse. So his move was working. He was like, your arse is getting burnt. And and the only bloody and the only bloody prescription is factor fifty. I got it for you. So his move was working, right? So I was like, wow. They should really um and she says um, she says something like, I'm a cheetah. I put my eyes on someone and I go after them. I'm a cheetah, right? And I wrote here, David seems like a man who can handle her, right? Now, this is when I, I first clocked what's wrong with this show, right? Because, so, uh, so... In the first 12 hours, they're able to hook up with each other. They're able to hook up and kiss or whatever if they want to. If there's connections like that, people already are. People seem to want to, you know, we'll get onto that. But essentially, they know they're going to be on this reality TV show. And there's $100,000 uh, for the winner, right? And I wrote down here, tell you what, man. Scrap the 100000 right? Get the fucking ride and you'll be worth millions. What are you going to get amongst, as soon as it's split up amongst everyone, how much are you going to get? You know what? Ten grand? Fine. But if you lose the money, if you lose the money, you'll be the guy who rode or the girl who rode. That's look, at the end of this, that's what they want, right? You see people as well on their Instagram. I saw interviews with people afterwards. I started following David on Instagram. Now this show is shit and they're not gonna blow up over this, right? That's just the reality. This is a, a you know this is a shit show. But they what am I trying to get at? A lot of these people want to go into like sponsorship deals. They want to start releasing their own line of fitness gear or lingerie and all this stuff that goes along with that, right? 
So be the person who got the fucking ride and broke the rules and got more airtime. You know, you got to get in there. So, um, so then Rhonda sits on Sharon. Sharon's there and he's like, hey, when you sit on on me. And then he's kind of a bit more relaxed. And then they start scoring out of nowhere. And I'm like, you better get your you better get your kissy quota in now. Um So next up, uh they everyone keeps asking Matthew's opinion on things, right? He's a dumb dumb man who hates women. We'll that'll we'll come into that later, right? But everyone genuinely keeps asking him his opinion because he looks like Jesus. And his opinion is normally trash. Um I didn't read. Really, I wrote down Sharon makes a funny joke, an actual zinger. I didn't write it down. Um, oh yeah, so they're playing some game where they're kind of blindfolded and they they're allowed to do whatever they want to each other, pretending like they're asleep, but they're standing up, right? And they're allowed to do whatever they want to each other, right? Um, and uh, Harry is like, "My, I want to go with a fucking friend, mate. She's just he's the hottest bird I've ever fucking seen, right?" Now, he's a young enough guy. She's like 27. He's like 21, right? But he's tall. He's like 6'4 or something like that, right? So he's like, I'm going for it. First of all, Chloe kisses him. And they have to guess. That's the whole thing. They have to guess who kissed them, who did whatever to them, right? Um, And then Chloe kisses Harry. She fancies Harry. And then he's like, who was it? And then he's like, was it you, Fran? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then Fran gets up and he just jumps in straight away and kisses. And then they have a connection. They have an actual human connection, right? And um, and they score. And then they they keep making out with each other. And then they get told the rules. They get told the rules that they haven't lost anything. But if they stop having sex, they can win a small amount of money, arguably, for a, a TV show. Ooh. Next up, next episode. Francesca says it feels like she just lost her mom. So Francesca has just been told that she can't have sex for a month. And she says it's like she lost her mother. She's horny enough. Um, so, so then... Um, so look, then they just... They're, then, because, they, because they've been told that they can't hook up, it makes it all sweeter. And everyone's getting very horny. And everyone's humping each other. Like, pumping each other. But in a jokey way. Um, Sharon says, look, he's just going to do it. Chloe seems even says she's even hornier than she was, right? And then Dave, her and David are having a little bit of a chat. And then Sharon comes in. A clanger comes in being like, wow, are you guys flirting? Are you flirting? All right, thanks. Thanks, Sharon. Do you ever have a mate who thought they were doing you a favor, right? I used to have my mate, mate Dara, right? And we used to make a joke out of it because he used to do it all the time. Um, He'd go up to people having a chat and he'd be like, Oh, enough. Right, Tony, do you like Rebecca? Rebecca, do you like Tony? Then just kiss. Like, he would just fucking ruin it. Do you like to? Okay, do you like... And, it, and sometimes you, you just get it wrong. Sometimes he'd be chatting. We'd be chatting to my mate Lorna, right? Like, all right, Tony, do you like Lorna? Lorna, do you like... I was like, we're, we're literally having a conversation here. She'd tell me how, you know, she'd give me junior cert tips. Or leaving cert tips. Um, do you like fucking... Um, Harry kisses Francesca, losing money. You silly Billy. 
Um, and he tells the lads, he comes back and he tells the lads, look, uh, I've been a naughty possum. So I looked up Harry, right? Harry's got a way. Harry, early on in this, right, tries to start this new catchphrase. Harry, the big, tall Australian guy. I can appreciate a lot of people haven't seen this. I'm going to have to reiterate who people are. And I will also reiterate, don't watch this fucking god-awful show. But because I watched an entire season of it, I'm going to talk about it. Anyway, Harry says early on out of nowhere, no one's talking about this. And he goes, you give me that boyfriend dick. And I was like, what are you fucking? It's like the dick is good enough for when you're the boyfriend you know, you give her the boyfriend dick, and people are like, "All right." I went on his, you know, went on his Instagram. Then he had a website. I'm like, "What can he? What could possibly be on his website?" He's selling merch that says "boyfriend dick." You can't just. This is the boner mentality, right? You can't just rock up and be like, "Boner," you know. Uh, everyone calls me boner. You know, you can't. You can't force these things. You have to happen naturally. Someone has to come back to you. I mean, Jessica Simpson, when that when she was on that. Um, Nick Lachey, obviously, when she was doing that show with Nick Lachey, whatever. Oh, I don't even remember what it was called, right? Um, uh, she had like t-shirt merch that said "stinky ass" because she used to say he'd she'd farted, and then she said, "You love my stinky ass," right? And then she was selling merch that said "stinky ass" because people kept saying it to her, and she owned it. But you can't just be in the middle of a. It was so awful. It's god awful. Going to a fucking Jessica Simpson concert with stinky ass t-shirt. Wild times. Wild, wild, wild different times. Anyway. Francesca, um, what am I talking about? Where even am I? Um, so anyway, Harry kissed Francesca and then told the boys that she kissed him. Because he's a child. Because he's just a boy. Um, but then their secret is revealed and Harry lies. And says that she, and like lies in front of everyone, saying that Francesca did it and it's her fault, even though it wasn't. So now everyone is looking at Francesca like you broke the rule, even though Harry did it. And Harry didn't even have the cojones to fess up to the fact that he was hornier and he kissed Francesca. Haley takes her side and fucking dickhead, what's his name? Jesus, Matthew. is like, why? Who even are you fucking getting? Like he's just. So fucking violently angry at um at the two of them. And Kells is livid. Kells is livid. Kells keeps calling himself the accountant, bruv. I'm the fucking accountant. No one's taking that money. Like it's it it is fuck all cash. It's the principle of the thing. Um then yeah, they're livid. Terry was fuming at Harry. No, she said she's he's like a toxic guy, you know? He's a toxic guy who will lie, you know, will lead women. Down, not that she, you know, not that he was fucking leading. Well, he was, but whatever, you know. She seemed capable enough. But you know, these people who just do things, they can convince girls to do stuff like that, um, lie about how they feel, and then just fucking throw them under the throw them under the bus, you know. Especially people that you don't, you don't even know, right? Everyone here is making first impressions. They've not even been here twelve hours, and he's like, "Oh yeah, she fucking did it. She, it's all her fault, right?" Irredeemable, you might think, but. Wait till you see what happens. Um, Kells is livid. Bruv. Are you fucking mental, bruv? Um, David and Chloe. Um, they're getting on. They're, they seem to be ha- they're, they're having a bit of a date. Uh, Kells is watching on from the jacuzzi. Freaked. What are they doing over there? Um, then Harry, who was already talking shit about Francesca, he's now in a bed with Rhonda. Talking shit about Francesca. 
Like, I can't keep up with this guy. This guy is irredeemable. I, I thank God Francesca is going to see the error of her ways ever getting with a silly Billy like Harry and, you know, get meet a nice, uh, a nice boy. Um, so Francesca is rightfully kind of, well, not rightfully, but, you know, appropriately feeling quite alienated by the rest of the group. Haley, who previously said she only likes guys or girls who look exactly like her, Sorry, Haley girl, you ain't no Francesca, but you clearly fancy the fucking whole offer. And she says, I've got a great idea, Francesca. Considering the fact that now people think that you did, you broke the rule. How about we break the rule for real and we lose everyone here who already doesn't like you more money? And Francesca's like, that's a great idea. I'm going to score you. And then what? And they score... And that's the end of episode two. Salacious. Although it was a very exciting... Just to see the clip of them scoring that they kind of put in. There's girls scoring this as well, fellas. Make sure you watch the whole series. Uh, episode three, right? So we're still waiting on the fallout from the Lesbo kiss. And everyone's hanging around doing fuck all. They go to a Japanese bondage workshop and learn about the art of shibari. Shibari, shibari. Oh, baby, when you tie me up, you make the Japanese mad. Shibari. Um, Francesca and Harry are the paired up together. Oh, no. Considering the fact that Harry was mugging you off. And now you got to fucking tie each other up. So now, maybe you can finally punish him, huh? In a sexy way. Brilliant. Um, so they're doing that. Um, Sharon is opening up to Rhonda a little bit. Uh, he is being a bit more open and honest. And there's, there are glints in this show where I'm kind of like, do you know what? That's actually quite sweet. There's moments where, I mean, later on in the show, they do a kind of female empowerment thing, which is cool. Um, well, it's kind of like just focusing on their fannies, but it's cool. Um, and then the lads kind of have this thing where, they have, where they're kind of forced to open up to, to themselves. There's other things about how they see each other. And the workshops themselves seem to do kind of change the people, right? In the same way, love like Love Island is unapologetically what it is, right? This is kind of like we're gonna try and highlight that everything. Maybe this isn't the best way. Maybe you should just be proud of yourself and whatever. It, it doesn't quite get there, but there's times when you kind of see. There's a lot of lads that fucking can't really just be open and honest, you know, and can't really just say, "Oh, I got hurt before," you know, man. It's, you know. I mean, I've got a bunch of fucking softies for mates, so not my friends, but, you know, people in general do uh, can be like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, he got hurt because his ex-girlfriend ran uh, ran off with his best friend. Uh, you know, Stingray, 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 Stingray. Um, Chloe, you muppet. She doesn't think David's compatible. You muppet. He's such a lovely guy. She obviously wants... I don't. Well, look, Chloe has some very interesting decisions, shall we say? Chloe, as we recall, is the one who's a bit insecure about herself and her pancake bum. Um, dangerously skinny, I would think. Uh, you know, <clears throat> and David's like, oh yeah, that's that's fair enough. That's fair, fair enough. You know. Um, so Matthew keeps doing these kind of like to camera improv bits, like he's acting. So he he clearly hates Haley, right? He, he for whatever reason. Um, he just hates a woman for no reason, right? Gets on well with all the lads, even the lads who have, you know, kissed and lost him money. Um, but Haley, he's like, 
She's kind of like, you know, Franz Cheska's little puppet, and he kind of does a shit impression of what that would look like. Like, clangers. Like, this is like steelyard level of clangers just falling on the floor. Um, the, um, yeah, and I, I, see, I don't understand the point in Haley and Francesca's plan. They score each other to lose everyone money to what? How, to, how, to integrate so, ev- so that everyone, they can get everyone to hate Harry, the, the real villain here. Um, Francesca goes on a date. Well, not really a date. Hooks up with, with, with Kells. Well, wants to hook up with Kells. Kind of makes it a bit clear that, you know, hey. See, this is what annoys me, right? This is where this show, this show is trying to be, you know, okay, lads can have toxic relationships. Girls maybe not don't look out for themselves or don't, or don't, um, give give it up are giving it up a bit too much right this is kind of what it's saying lads are toxic girls tend to give it up too much and they should respect themselves and not give it up as much that's based on the workshops that these have to do later on in this right but then you have francesca essentially trying to move on be with someone else right with kels right then she starts wanting to kiss kels they're getting all close in the, in the thing she's trying to kiss him he says I, I, look if we have this connection We'll have it afterwards. I like to kiss you then. I don't want to break the rules. Then she's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to go back to the guy who lied and told everyone that I fucked up. The guy who made everyone hate me. Uh, I'm going to go back to him. And then she does. And then she goes back to Kells and is like, yeah, I don't think we should hook up anymore. And he's like, yeah, fine. And he's like, that didn't go how I planned. So, but then the thing is, she then goes back and apologizes to Harry. The little muppet. She goes back and apologizes to Harry, saying, "I'm sorry, I went off with Kells." But he literally told everyone here. Maybe there's editing. Maybe there was something edited out there that I didn't see. But anyway, uh, they've also been given these kind of green watches that kind of let them know if they can kiss. And that comes up later. Anyway, I'm all over the place here. Um, but anyway, Fran and Harry seem back together. Harry's a cunt. He hasn't apologized. Um, Matthew then decides to do a bit of a deep dive in a mystery here and correctly guesses that Francesca and Haley kissed. He asks Lana, the fake Alexa, right? He says, hey, who kissed? Was it this and this? Was it this and this? And then Lana eventually confirms, yes, it was Haley and Fran. It's now confirmed and they walk away, alienating themselves even further. But what's this? Is there someone on the horizon? Someone coming up from a boat? A new fellow, Bryce, arrives with a keyboard. He looks like a keyboard playing Quentin Tarantino. So Bryce rocks up, start at episode four. Bryce says, I have sex every day, and it's never the same girl. How he pulls that off, the state of him, I don't know, but apparently he does. Um, Sharon says, I don't want to be heartless my whole life. Uh, Kels keeps calling himself the accountant. Um, so they keep getting this green light, right? Does that mean they can have a wank, right? The green light means... The green light pops up usually when when Lana or the producers of the show think that they have built a genuine connection. The people in front of them have built a genuine connection, right? I will also say this, right? If they're not wanking, I would have wanked the whole fucking pot away at this stage, right? And not even because of sexy, sexy girls out there. I would have wanked. I would have been there. They would have been calling a conference like Big Brother, Craig confronting Nick, right? And they would have been like, Mate, we're down to we're down to a hundred quid. Stop fucking wanking! Stop wanking, bruv! I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're wanking it away. 
you know. But uh, how are they not fapping the whole thing away? Do you know what I mean? We're all human. Um, anyway, Bryce, um, Kels keep calling himself the accountant. Um, and Bryce... Bryce decides he's going to, to get to know everyone, he's going to play the piano, right? Um, and he's going to start it off by playing a song that he wrote. Shite song. Clanger. Really bad. Uh, really bad song. Um, but Cal's is like, yo, Bryce's got some bangers, mate. He's got some bangers. But it's a no from me. I found that funny, right? Chloe seems into that. Chloe seems to be into this Quentin Tarantino-looking motherfucker who just got off a boat with a keyboard. Um, and Chloe called him the god of the piano, right? She seems really into him. Um, so, like, I don't know what's going on with this connection here, right? Literally, this guy, like, he's fine, you know. You know, he's, you know, he's fine. But as this guy got off a boat, right, with a keyboard, has shit songs, and she is just fucking enraptured by this guy. And he says, if I was in Essex, I would kiss you. And then she says, is blue balls a real thing? And he says, we'll find out. Which basically it says, I'm not going to have sex. Cool. Um, Bryce says, I live on a boat. I'm a water guy. I love to get wet. So Bryce is delivering the lines, right? David and Sharon, they seem to be having a decent friendship, right? Or at least the producers are teeing up the fact that these two get on because there's a bit of a spanner in the works, and that's Rhonda. David still kind of has feelings for Rhonda. But she kind of has feelings for David, and she has feelings for Sharon, right? Rhonda, who David put the cream on her bum, um, and then she sat on um, Sharon shortly after. So they have a bit of a connection, but then they're all paired up, right? And they have to communicate to each other non-verbally just by staring staring into each other's eyes and David starts to cry thinking about all the things that Rhonda is and Sharon's not happy David is there staring at this woman crying because of how much of a legend she is he only met her a couple of days ago and Sharon is fucking livid right um, oh no wait I messed it up now is when Francesca and the accountant are in the hot tub right this is when this happens that's what happened right um so he says, um, accountant says, look, what we have is real. We can wait. Francesca doesn't like the fact that she has not been able to get what she wants, is upset about it, and decides, you know what? I, who I need to be with is the guy who um, will break the rules uh, and blame me and make everyone hate me. That's the guy I need to be with right now. Um and then who says this? Someone says, hugs make things hard. I think. Um, so Francesca is basically embarrassed here because he didn't kiss her. And, you know, so now she's like, well, I need to get back with Harry. David and Sharon. David the ledge bag says, Sharon, you haven't been talking to me. We're good pals. Is everyone all right? And he's like, I don't want you, I don't want you to say. And then he's eventually like, look, man. You're my friend. I'm going to step aside. What a legend, right? Everyone else acting here like they're fucking too good for everything. He's like, I could get her. I won't. You're my pal. F your friendship here on this 
holiday in Mexico is the most important thing to me. And I'm not going to break that. Sharon and Rhonda then get to spend a, a night in a private room and have the ride. He wants to show her his woody woodpecker. Um, so we're led to believe that they hook up, essentially going to be losing them. Because every time, so this, I should say this as well, right? Every time someone kisses, it's been three grand, right? So at this stage, um, Haley and Francesca kissed and Francesca and uh, Harry have kissed, right? So they've lost six grand. So it's down to 94 grand. Um, so they've now gone off to have a private, you know, fucking and anything. If they do anything, it loses money. If they just be a bit of heavy petting, it loses money, right? So they go off to this thing, and the lads like, right, that's the end of our fucking money, right? The girls start talking about dreams that they've had, dreams they've had about some of the other people in there, and the lads talk about fucking a fish, as boys do. Sharon comes back, tells them that they made out, but for the sake of their growth in a relationship. He couldn't fuck her. He couldn't for the sake of their relationship. Harry now says that he won't forgive Fran. He won't forgive Francesca for going on a date with someone after he lied about her and made everyone in the villa hate her. Right? And he's like, I don't know if I can believe you. I don't know if I can ever trust you again. Um, And Haley gets lit. Haley now. And then, and then they sit down. And they spell out all the stuff that they got up to in the cabin, right? And bleep it all out, by the way. My ma- my friend Matt made a very good point about this, being like, for a show that's exclusively based around people having sex or abstaining from sex, they really censor it a lot. They don't even tell you what it is. It's on Netflix, for goodness sake. Um. So then Haley, so they lose like 16 grand, right? And Haley is livid. That they can't. So these two people who were actually in a relationship, who went off and hooked up and then did something, right? When Haley actually fucking kissed another girl, not even in a romantic context, just to spite everyone there, and she's livid, right? Something me thinks, uh, me thinks, uh, whatever. Haley's not going to last very long. Um, but yeah, the fact that Francesca is chasing Harry, you know, this guy is a possibly a rapist you know what i mean like he possibly is we don't know if he's not <laughs> well he's not probably i don't know i wrote that down i wrote she's chasing harry in brackets possibly a rapist it doesn't you know um so chloe says bryce is a really classy guy hashtag blowy they're they're calling themselves blowy <sighs> this is i'm really trying I just wrote I wrote so many notes about this, right? This is what I was thinking, right? I thought, too hot to handle. It's a new series. It's kind of a bit like Love Island. Everyone's going to watch it, and everyone's going to be talking about it, Tony. And you're going to have the podcast that everyone's going to be like, hey, you got to check out Catwell's podcast on Too Hot to Handle, the most popular show on Netflix, right? Didn't work out that way. It's a fucking shit show, right? Fucking shit show. Not a shit show. Not this show. Anyway, Bryce kisses Chloe. They're insane. Hashtag Blowy are together. Um, and, you know, she like so hashtag Blowy, right? Hashtag Blowy. Bryce goes in for a kiss with Chloe, and it's very labored. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I've seen people do this. It's cool when people who know how to do this. Do you know that? You know what I mean? Like, you know, people, I remember one time, right, 
<laughs> I remember one time there was a guy, he was a bus driver on the 29A, right? And he uh, he was an asshole, right? It, whenever you were quiet, you'd be like, whatever, 135. You'd be like, 135. And he'd be like, what? Okay, say it louder next time. And he was just angry all the time, right? Now that I'm older, you kind of realize he probably had a terminally ill wife. Do you know what I mean? Like people, the only, the only reason people are that upset or angry is because they have a deep trauma. You know, but when you're that age, when you're younger, you're like this. I shouldn't have fucking said that because now I, I don't have the sympathy for him, right? He probably didn't. He was an asshole, right? But sometimes you have to think that. Maybe they have some sort of terminally ill uh, member of the family and they're upset about that. But anyway, forgetting that, right? So he'd always be like, what? How much? Oh, and he'd roll his eyes all the time. And one time I was like, I, uh, he did that to me, right? And he was like, right, 135. I said, 135. And then, and, and then he was like, how much? And I was like, 135. He was like, and then he said, speak up for God's sake. Right? Bus driver, right? And I was fuming. You know, you get a bit shaky, right? Because I'm a, I'm a coward, right? And this thing, because if I was like, if I was like a proper man, I'd be like, fuck you, mate. You fucking old fucking twat. Throw a fucking yop on him. Do you know what I mean? If I was a man, but I'm not a man. Um, well, I am a man. I'm, just, you know. So I sat down, right? And I was like, I'm going to fucking say something to this guy. I'm going to say something to this guy. And I was, must have been like 18. It's like, when I get off this bus, I'm going to fucking say something to him, right? So I was worth thinking about it the whole time. And I'm like, I'm just fucking going to say something, right? And I was walking, then as I walked off, right? I I, I walked off the, you know, the, you know, the main entrance, main, main exit off the bus, right? And I got there and I stopped for a second, right? He wasn't even looking at me. And I said, hey, do you know, hey, do you know what? You're a fucking wanker, I said. You fucking wanker. You're a fucking wanker. And I got off the bus and just drove off. He didn't even look even look at me. But he, like I shook, I shook in it. You know what I mean? I was like, hey, hey, man, you, you fucking wanker. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like just when it doesn't come naturally and you're just trying to. So this is the kind of vibe I'm getting off Bryce kissing Chloe here. It's kind of like. Well, maybe, maybe 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 we'll see who the biggest dog is, you know, and goes in for the kiss. But it's not not natural. You know what I mean? Not as natural as say like someone like a Kells or even a Harry. Do you know what I mean? As much of a as, as stupid as they are. You know what I mean? And this is the thing. Well, we'll get into it. When we get into it. Right? I'm not going to digest. Um, so then uh, they have a bit of a heart warrior workshop, right? This is when the boys have to put clay on themselves, and at first they think it's stupid, but they're kind of opening up. They have to kind of draw some things that kind of show insecurities they've had things things that they don't like about themselves being stubborn things like that um uh who is it it's either bryce or matthew oh matthew he says i drew a clock because i'm somewhat of an intellectual thinker and then says wait does a clock start at one or 12 right chap doesn't even fucking know what a clock looks like he's got a digital watch right um they show the signs to each other and i'm not, I'm not gonna lie this kind of touched me Seeing this kind of breakdown of toxic masculinity, seeing lads show their insecurities to each other, maybe they had an older brother bully them, you know, and it was all in good fun, but in reality it was kind of a bit much, you know, and it kind of meant that they, every time they were kind of like, no, that's actually upset me now, that they couldn't, that they were, you know, they were called weak or whatever. So, um, uh, so basically they all have these hand-painted signs that show their deep insecurities, um, and it's, you know, they're all being quiet and quite solemn. And then Sharon starts holding his up to Kells, who's ages away. And he's like, kind of look at this, you know, this one. Just kind of unwarranted, unasked for. I don't see watch a whole workshop of a reality show of, you know, lads 
dealing with their emotions, lads who have kind of have been forced to kind of keep a bit of of a bravado, you know. Um, but also, do you know what? Like, I mean, no, I was about to fucking. I was literally there in my head. I'm like, I'm no, hang on. I might actually have some toxic lads on this fucking who listen to this podcast who think I'm being a bit of a softy here. Do you know what I mean? I must pander. Must be like I was literally about to say, oh, you know, it's not that bad. It is that bad. You know, don't 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 be pressurized into stuff. That's why I think the most the most terrifying thing, the most terrifying thing in the whole in the world is like a thirteen to sixteen year old kid with a bunch of lads because they're unpredictable. They would do anything. Like you could, they could kill a man. They could kill kill an old man. They could put a banger in a dog. Do you know what I mean? It's just it when it's unguided and undirected. There's that that energy. It's just so it's just so toxic. Anyway, Francesca approaches Harry and finally. He says he can forgive her because he fucking realized he's a heart warrior. Anyway, he's a fucking twat. Um, but he says he doesn't want to break the rules. He's changed. Maybe he's not a twat after all, even though he's a twat. Um, episode six, David talks in his sleep about personal growth. I'm going to steamroll through this because I'm bored, right? And then, um, and then Bryce, Bryce basically realizes with himself, right, that he's got no banter. And it's so fucking, you know, he realizes he's got no banter. He's got no chat, right? I always liked that term when I was living in London, being like, oh, you know, he's good chat or he's got good chat, you know? I always liked that term. Haley gets the boot. Haley gets the boot and three new people join. Um, we've got a horny chick with big naturals. We've got a blonde chick who's from America and a chap from Plymouth. Um, Lydia is the horny chick um, with the, the, the BNBNs. Um, <clears throat> I only say that because Terry was like, "Hey, you're 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 chasing," and I'm like, oh, "I fucking not." She must have seen my eyes glance down on the. I'm not fucking going into this, but I was there. You know, there's people on the telly, whatever. Like, I'm fucking, I'm not a fucking pervert, right? <laughs> oh, this is an awful show. Um, then uh, David is after Lydia. What? Not this show, the actual show. No, I'm doing great. Thanks, Terry. My wife there saying that I'm doing well. Um, so David is after um, David's after Lydia because she's one of the only girls there. Um, is showing this. I wrote here a note. Uh, the the new one is showing that she has an arse. Um, Matt tries to. So Matt, Matt tries to go after the other blonde one, right? And he says, a bird can't fly if they're holding onto a branch, right? I think he's trying to justify how he doesn't like himself. Well, look, I'm not jumping to any conclusions here, right? I, I, I used to do this thing, right, where I'd go, whatever I gaff party, right, and people I didn't really know that well. I wouldn't really stay and talk for any longer to anyone for more than kind of, you know, 10 seconds. Not 10 seconds, but like, you know, if I even felt the little, a little bit like the conversation had kind of come to an end, I'd be like, oh, hey, look, well, look, I'll see you later. See you later, Bob. And I'd bop on to someone else, right? And I was like, I should really kind of commit to ask other questions or further questions and have a proper conversation, you know, a proper conversation with people who, Whatever. What am I talking about? You know. 
So I, I, I kind of I understand the kind of fear of even being in a conversation and letting it drop and not wanting to be there and be like, oh, well, I'm a person who can't keep up a, a basic conversation, getting out while it's good. Right. So I kind of assume that's what people do who are afraid of commitment. Right. They're either they don't want their true self to be seen. Maybe they don't like their true self. I mean, if they like their true self, they probably want other people to like their true self, too. You know, so if they don't like their true self, they're probably in the middle of a conversation or in a relationship and they're like, you know, um, I lost my thought. Yeah, they're probably in a relationship thinking they now see the side in me that I don't like. And I was able to pretend to be someone I did like for a while up until this person has seen me. Right. So Matthew's kind of trying to he's trying to explain this and trying to explain while chatting up a bird that he doesn't like being held on to anything. And he's a bird on a branch. Right. Just chat, chat an absolute fucking shite. Chloe goes deep for Corey. Now, Corey, Corey, Corey genuinely scares me, right? Right? He's got, he's got, he's just got that head on him. Like, his face doesn't move, you know? Like, he's a real, like, he seems like he would just have a scrap. Like, he's got a bit of an, he's just got a bit of a, a vibe about him that doesn't really give a fuck. Just likes the, you know. And I mean, he, look at this cunt, right? He's a cunt. Look at this cunt. He made me grateful for the fact that we have laws that mean that if I'm walking down the road eating uh, a four-in-one, he can't just take it out of my hand and kick me onto the street. Do you know what I mean? Like, people just don't do that. You know, you see, like, two pigeons, right? And there's a bigger pigeon. One pigeon's, like, got a little, you know, uh, like a sawn-off foot or whatever and is eating, like, a breadcrumb, right? And then another big pigeon comes along and takes it off him. Like, we, we don't do that. Uh, you know, we have societies. We have We have rules that prevent... Another big person coming along and just taking it. So Corey just made me grateful for rules. That's that's what I wrote about him. Because he seemed like someone... He seemed like Mr. Steal Your Wife, Steal Your Girlfriend, Steal Your Gaff. Right? You'd come home. Like, imagine people just act like... Imagine you came home and there's a big tough guy being, like, in your gaff. And, you know, there was no police. There's no fucking, you know, chimp police. There's no orangutan police. If you come home and there's a bigger chimp in your gaff lying in your bed... You know, and you're like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, it's my gaff now, motherfucker. What are you going to do? Are you going to fight me? Get the fuck out of my gaff. You know? He, so, Corey's looking at this cunt made me grateful that we have rules. Um, You know? So, there you go. Anyway, so she, um, so Chloe says that she's delighted she's met someone that intellectually, from an intellectual perspective, is not as smart. I've just met someone who intellectually is not as smart. So they are. Um, Fran and Harry get the ride. Um, and they say they feel closer than ever and are pissed off when people don't give a shit about that as much as they do. They kind of act like, you know, when you lose something, you lose your keys and you're like, oh, fuck. Does anyone, does anyone see my keys? And everyone's like, oh, no, uh, no. And you're annoyed that people don't give a shit about your missing keys as much as you do. You know, they're like. Why don't you give a shit about... That's even, They're even worse. They're like, why don't you give a shit about us getting the ride? Why aren't you happy for the fact that we got the ride and cost you 25 grand? Why aren't you happy that you've just paid 25 grand for us to fuck? So they seem to be fairly deluded. Now at this point, right, there's about 43 grand left, right? So you've got a group of people fighting over seven grand each, right? Considering the fact that if they got that a month, right? So say there's a lot of people like... like You'll notice how, how many times how many times have I mentioned Nicole here, right? Nicole didn't write anyone, right? And look, she's Irish. Hey, look, she's a peer. She's an you know an Irish celebrity like me, 
She's an Irish A-lister like me. So, you know, we could come and sit, you know, be in similar, um, you know, similar circles someday. Do you know what I mean? We could be on the Late Late Show uh, together, you know, someday. So, you know, I'm not I'm not slagging, slagging off my peer, uh, Nicole. But, you know, I know from her Instagram, she wants to launch a lingerie line off the back of this, right? Would it not make more sense for anyone in the show to who wants to launch anything like a lingerie line or a sports line with David's in David's case to be getting the ride, breaking the rules and and su and suffering three grand so that you're more, you know, uh, more recognized or more uh, better remembered from this series? I mean, seven grand like you're probably if you if you get the ride, I'm going to assume I'm going to assume Harry is getting more bookings than Bryce, right? Because he got the ride. I'm going to assume Sharon is going to get more bookings than Kells, right? Because he got the ride. So this seven grand each that they're fighting over now, you know, is it not worth sacrificing that the long game for getting more bookings? Like not not to be totally, you know, like I'm not trying to use, you know, I'm not yeah, just just worth fucking considering that. It's fucking seven grand, right? Um, so anyway, for the ride, they're fine. 20 grand, right? So there's fuck all money. Matthew says he's leaving. And he phrases it. This is what he says, right? This Jesus. The, the type of Jesus who would let Mary Magdalene get stoned to death, right? This is the sort of Christ we're talking about here, right? Um, sometimes a teacher's final lesson is to take themselves out of the equation. Anyway, he leaves. So Chloe, who was obviously into Corey, uh, Corey then decides, right, without saying this to anyone, Lana, a little shit-stirring robot, right, says, hey, Corey, you want to go a date with anyone? Considering the fact you've been chatting up Chloe now for the last couple of weeks, right, or the last couple of days, he's like, yeah, I want to go on a date with Francesca. Because cut to earlier, right, Harry says, hey, mate, look, you know, just have fun. Go after anyone. You know, you're only here for a short period of time. Corey takes that literally, goes after his girl. Mr. Steal Your Girl is trying to steal your girl. Mr. Steal Your Bed. Like, he's a scary, he's a scary guy. He's a scary guy. Thank God we have laws. Um, so then um, so then he goes on a date with Francesca. Francesca doesn't need to go on the date, but very cleverly, I'm telling you, Francesca, who's in, whose full-time job is Instagram, gets this game. She goes on a date with all the guys. She is the most. She she gets the most screen time in this entire series. She plays it so well. Terry was like, "This girl is so good." Judge her all you want, or whatever. But this girl is so good. Well, actually, she didn't even say judge her all you want. She just said this girl's really good at what she does. She's just winding everyone. She's playing everyone up. You know, it's a fucking reality show, and she does it really well. Um, so then uh, she shows up to the date um, and ends up and literally she was like, "I'm gonna meet up." So Harry is like, "Fran." We're together now because this is a couple of weeks in. We're on episode. I mean, this is the fucking penultimate episode on this, right? He's like, Fran, we're together. You can go on the date if you want. And she's like, I think I want to test myself. And also, I don't want him kind of coming after me. I want to shut him down, right? So she shows up to the date with Corey, right? Mr. Steal Your Girl. And, he, she, and the first thing she says is, you're really hot. You're so hot. Fucking genius. Anyway, as it turns out, she's like, no, I like what I have here with, um, with, uh, Harry. Now, Corey makes the mistake on this day. He clearly... It's not about him getting Francesca. It's about him beating the other guy because he brings up Harry all the time. He's like, I don't think you should be with Harry. 
I don't think he's a good guy. I think he's a bit of a nerd. I think blah, blah, blah. Slagging him off. Like, are you fucking stupid? You are intellectually not as smart as I thought you were, right? Not that I didn't tell you were smart. So he's laying in. He's just basically laying in to Harry, to his girlfriend. You fucking mug, mate. Put tea in you. You are a mug. You're an idiot. And then Francesca's like, no, I'm not interested. Now, she didn't need to go on the date. She fucks up Chloe. Chloe's like, oh, I'm a bit upset by that, right? She didn't need to go. She could have said no. Then he probably would have went back to Chloe, but whatever. And then Chloe's pissed off. Let's him, let's him fucking have it, right? Um, and um, let's him fucking have it, right? And then he's like, I'm bored of this conversation and leaves, right? Classic move, which is I can't win this, so I'm bored, right? I'm fucking bored. Um... And then, this is like the second last episode, Rhonda, so Rhonda and Sharon have been getting on very well, right? And Rhonda then says, I think it's time to tell Sharon about my son. I have a son. And you know what? And to be fair, we were watching this, we were watching this with Terry, and I'm like, Sharon, you got to say something, Sharon. Play something, Prince. You got to say something, Sharon. You got to say something. You can't just leave her out there with that. I mean, he's on TV. You know what I mean? It's out of nowhere. You've been hanging out with someone for a month who didn't mention that they had a kid. So it's like, what do you say? And he comes out and he's like, I want to meet him. I want to meet the kid, right? But, you know, you're still, you're still kind of, you know, putting him on the spot, you know? Anyway. Um, then David scores Lydia. BNBN. Do-do-do-do-do. Finale, right? Now everyone's competing for 43 grand. This show sucks. Sharon asks Rhonda to be his girlfriend. But he kind of says it in a weird way like he was proposing. And after watching Love is Blind, you know, I don't know what to expect. You know, he's like, I want to ask you something. You've been having a good time here, blah, 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 blah. But then you realize this is a guy who's afraid of commitment and he's made a big step. I get it. They go to a, a white party where everyone is dancing wearing white. Then they find out they can win some money back. Kells is delighted. So basically, to win back all the money that Harry and Francesca have lost, um, they have to spend the night together without even touching once. Nicole, you might remember Nicole, the Irish one who wants to launch a lingerie line, says she would chop off her arm for 32, 32 grand. 32 grand, that's what they can win back. Nicole says she would chop off her arm for 32 grand. Anyone fancy a whip round? Kickstarter, guys, for Nicole's arm. Um, so basically, they go into the thing, they get in the nip, but they don't touch from at least what we can see. But then, clever editing says that they have, he's let out a groan. So we're like, oh my God, he's after fucking blimping it. He's after spending all the cash. Um, then, um, <laughs> uh, Nicole says, um, Nicole says she'd be fine not to touch. And I was like, not throwing any shade, my peer, my fellow celebrity A-lister. Uh, but not like you had the option. Not like you had the option. I'm not having to go. I'm not having to go. Um, and then someone says, these... I can't believe I can't believe the money rests on Francesca and 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 Harry. They can't go two days without sucking each other off, and I fucking lolled a lot of that. They can't go two days without sucking each other off. Um, but it turns out they don't touch. Francesca calls them Team Frary. I would have called them Hancesca, and they have a final workshop. Chloe's sick for it, but this is when they have to paint words on each other—the worst words they've ever been called, right? And you have, um, you know, some people have, you know, ugly, 
on their chests, you know, other have slot, right? Uh, Francesca's worst thing she has on her painted is closed off. And Corey, uh, Corey, as well as Madison, gets the boot. These people who were not making these connections, they get the boot, right? So all these couples, um, so yeah, they just didn't do much. I mean, it, it's you feel for them. They rocked up two weeks into a holiday when connections had already been made. One comes in, he's like, right, I'm going to shake things up. He's a scary guy, Mr. Hide Your Wife. Madison doesn't hook up with the other American guy, gets the boot, you know? Um, now it's kind of getting down to the last day and they're trying, no one knows how the money wins, in, including us, the, the, the audience, right? This show fucking sucks. But now they're all acting like uh, they're so in love with each other, right? Because they're all trying to prove that they deserve the money. Uh, Harry says he's going to move to Vancouver to be with Francesca. Sharon and Rhonda, um, Sharon, in, Rhonda introduces Sharon to her child, right? Um, Essentially pressures the child into meeting this guy who she met on a reality show, which I think is fucking, you know. Um, and the kid is naturally shy. He's like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to fucking talk to anyone. You fucking, I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone anyway, let alone someone who you met on a reality show who I'm meeting for the first time. Anyway, whatever. They meet, right? Um, and he ends up kind of saying, hi, how, how are you doing? Uh, uh, all right, I'll, you're all right. And to be fair to him, the young fella is also topless, you know? So maybe like stepfather, like son? Watch this space. And I kind of thought this whole baby thing is going to mean that Sharon is going to win the money. This is, uh, I was like, guaranteed this is what's going to happen, right? So all these talking heads, um, they're talking, they're talking about how much, you know, what they're going through, which actually means that they must have recorded all these kind of like to camera bits at a different time, you know? Like, they all look like sun-kissed and stuff like that, but based on the outfits they're wearing, they must have recorded all the stuff and looked back on it in retrospect, you know. So they're about to announce the winner, and all I just keep thinking is, please give it to Bryce. Please give it to Bryce. I really like Bryce, right? I'd love to hang out with Bryce. I'd love to go on a night out with Bryce. Bryce would be the sort of lad you go out night night out with, and he would say things in earnest that you just laugh at him, but it wouldn't be bad. You know what I mean? You'd kind of slag him off because he seemed to be doing all right. You know what I mean? Seems confident enough, but the things he said are just bonkers and it's stupid and laughable. You would laugh. I would laugh at him, and I'd have a great night. And then they announced the winner. The winner is everyone. Everyone wins. Boring, 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 boring. Boo! This show fucking sucks. Please don't watch it. I was a piss poor thing to even fucking go by it. Literally, of an an hour and twenty minute podcast, one hour of it was talking about this awful show. Um, but hey, that's the podcast. That's what I do. Um, if you would like to hear five extra podcasts a month, ranging from things like RuPaul, ranging from WrestleMania. Uh, a full breakdown of Star Wars Episode uh, 1, The Phantom Menace, or my top five emo songs. You can listen to them all on my Patreon for um, the equivalent of a price of a pint or a very bougie coffee uh, a month. So if you'd like to check that out. Um, I'm going to be doing some bonus for the month of May, or for the two weeks out of the month of May. Um, 
We're doing Battle of the Irish, Eurovision Clash, Best of Irish. We are putting every single Eurovision qualified entry that qualified for the Eurovision, forget about just the winners, every entry, and putting them in a competition to see what is the greatest song when you put them head-to-head in a tournament. It's going to be across four episodes. Two of them will be on the Patreon, but the final and the one with all the big hits like Johnny Logan and all them are going to be released for free, obviously, on the regular Tony Cantwell shit show. But if you want to hear the whole thing, you'll only hear the whole thing on the Patreon, and I'll give you updates as to when that'll be uh, released. Right. Listen, if you're up for getting your exercise, trust me, you can do it. But if you just want to eat a big fucking Olympus Monza Chinese, do it too. I love you. Look after each other. It's only a